we find ourselves upon a wondrous ship that's full of all types of amazing things. So let us see if we can be so hip to eavesdrop and see some lovely scenes. Lady Rapunzel, thy hair stretches so far it goes beneath the door of our shelter. I had hoped, dear Lord Bertrand, that it would be the anchor, so we not be swaying back and forth lost at sea. Yea, the clumps at the end of thy hair be quite heavy indeed, and give anchorage to ourselves and persons upon this large boat. Yea, Lord Bertrand, for before we set sail, I did weave into them rocks, stones, even large animals. I have heard rumors, my good lady, that there be living creatures, and now it seems as if those rumors be true. Well, they be partially true, for those creatures attached to my hair, drowned in the water, are no longer living. Ah, that be the reason for thou givingest of the multiple showers. Indeed. And my scalp doth hurt, for I did tie a very noble steed to it, and that was quite heavy. Ah, Lady Rapunzel, as a wooer, I come to thee wanting to know thy issues and problems, but also offering of service, what can I do for thee? Lord Bertrand, can you take away this heavy weight? I thought that I wanted to be here anchored, but instead the pain makes me want to sail away. Ah, my lady, that be so romantic and that... Thou mightest wish to sail away with me. I did not have any mention of thee. Oh, pardon, pardon. I have overstepped my bounds, and I take this pair of scissors which I had removed from my pocket, and I put it back, for I would not overstep again. Ah, Well, in that case, I suppose I either choose being anchored with thee or sailing away solo. I do need those scissors. I would not say anchored with me. That seems negative in all degree. Thou wouldst be a ball and chain, I guarantee. But of less weight than the steed that is upon your pate? Perhaps thou couldst be of some service like companionship, I suppose. Ah, companionship! My charm doth grow! High up the mast in the crow's nest. Yea, I shall take my watch upon the finish of this chapter. This is the good one, the one I've been devouring. Aye, they comest in good time, for my bones are frozen brittle. Yea, yea, I... 
admit I did forget the blanket for which you asked. I, my hands were full of my books for my watches as long as yours, friend. Good Andrea, thou hast thy books allowed to usurp thy duty. Michael, I do remember that I see duty for far, far differently than you seem to. For my father tis the captain, for it is impossible for me to do a bad job. Aye, and yet cast thine eyes upon the deck where poor Rotondo lays beneath that heavy bale, for thou didst not guard him as twas thy watch. Yea, did thou not see that sunset? Oh, my heart exploded upon seeing it. How could I possibly look in any direction of peril when that shoots across the sky? And lookest thou at that bare galley where the food that we have stored no longer lives, for thou didst turn thy attention so that the wave did carry it away. Yea, but upon that wave brushing across our clothes, our socks now be clean and sparkled. Andrea, tis true thou art the whelp of Captain Marg, but thou shalt thy duty well perform, or I shall chastise thee. Be this not a chastising? For I feel plenty chastised. I feel something of a breathlessness come across me, dear. Young Andrea, that oh, 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 my leg, alas, alas. Quick, helpest me, helpest me! Oh, Michael, see upon the waves, tis a sea lion for sure! I am betwixt this rope much strangled! Hello, hello there, oh, do be my friend, tis mermaid and dog all in one! Oh, Michael! My dagger hath my heart much pierced! Oh, oh, heavens to Betsy, please do take my arm for... I concern that this be the very thing of which you speak tis my distraction that causes your retraction. I die as the blood doth seep from my wound as doth all duty from thy heart. Oh, Michael, dear Michael, please, with the last gasp of gurgling breath, please do say that thou shalt not tell my father. Within a cannon below deck. Oh, dearest ball, I have grown so attached to thee, I shall wish, I shall miss thee when I do depart. Yea, yea, yea. I depart soon, for Upon the horizon there be another ship that I will need to be fired upon, and so these moments be last. Do tell me that it will not be painful for you, neither the explosion nor the impending impact. Nay, not painful in force, but painful in emotional loss, for I will never see thee again, good powder of gun. Oh, that this ship would crash and we could both be together forever upon the bottom of the sea. <gasps> a hope and a wish that leaves me most forlorn. For what hole will come forth? What 
certain doom will lead this ship down below into the water and as it all seems to just float merrily away. Oh, how I wish I could contract my own opening to hold you within and we could smelt each other into one being. As thou art a lightning flash, so too I would have a larger flash from the sky come forth and rent this ship in two so that we might always be together. Why must we be instruments of war when there is nothing we love more than love itself? Aye, nothing beyond love except each other. Oh, dearest Ball, I have been watching thy pyramid of balls and brethren slowly dwindle until I find you, my eight ball. Oh, 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 and... Of thee, thy shape, always ready to have a spark that will light you and leave you less than you were before, but burning bright and aflamed. Well, speak not of burning, or else thy wick might get an idea. <gasps> Be that a bright spark upon thee? Ho, ho! You, you burn, you burn, you burn. Come close, come close, come closer, come closer. You. I shall encompass thee as the wicked doth approach us. <gasps> Nay, be not separate, but let our hearts be as one as we explode and be none. On the forepeak, where the figurehead doth speak to a seagull. Ah! Thou hast been at sea with me, following me a long time, fair mermaid head. Yay, tis been. Something of a voyage of the soul, I do declare. And thou still never has hair which doth sway or blow in the wind. Nay, my hair doth lay stiff upon my shoulder. As I see the females of the human and mortal world grow older and older, I be pleased that other parts of my uh, body do not sway upon against myself once more, if thou capst my meaning. Yet I do see upon thy shoulder a little termite. Nay. You shall not be pestering me today. For if I were to look at the termite, you will call me vain. Be there a termite that muffles up my hair or denies me an arm, then so be it. Tis my body, tis beautiful. Ah, the termite doth speak back. Ask not thy aspersions upon me. For tis my nature to devour thee. Well, 
I would have appreciated something of a request made true, for I do not simply sink my teeth into you. Could I even ever try? This be my arm, and though I be not vain, and worrying about what it might look like on the other side, I would at least thank you to ask before devouring. Aye, and yet by God's brush are we all painted and must pose within the image granted. I am he who eats the wood. She is she who flies the sky, and thou art that which is to be eaten. Well, should we all be eaten, then can I not interest you in a suckling mortal? For she have meat upon her bones, a bill on her face, and feathers around her bouts. Boy, this beast be mine, as I flee I am, doth sup upon this delicious blood life from this dear seagull. Ah, it seems as though that with life and that which wouldn't death, neither of us be in a good position. Is not that the way of the world? Each one of us must take our life at the pain and expense of one another's. Yea, rest deeply, knowing that thy art giving life to another creature, whereas if one of us were to die at the hands of a pirate aboard... There be no gain in that destruction. Yea, I suppose we can all be nourishment of one another. Good termite, for when you do finish devouring me, take what be left and make me into a coffin, for in shall we all go. Unless by dint of perseverance we do break this horrid cycle. Seagull, feast on me and save this mermaid from my fated teeth. Ah, a thought that did not cross my bird brain head. I'd be searching for the fish, and yet in front of me, a delicious morsel doth exist. And in thy generosity, I will consume thee. Oh, that termite shall be remembered as I do eat of this delicious blood that it oxidizes within thy veins, dear Seagull. In the lowest reaches of the ship, we see the captured prisoners all rowing Yo-ho, yo-ho, this wasn't the life for me. Yo-ho, yo-ho, I never hoped for sea. Yo-ho, yo-ho, endlessly I rode. Yo-ho, yo-ho, until the depths we go. Yo-ho, ho-ho, Christmas time is near. 
Yo ho, yo ho, I miss my Bonnie dear. Yo ho, yo ho, home is what I dream of. Yo ho, yo ho, until I cure this cough. <coughs> yo ho, yo ho. All I have is depressing flow. Yo ho, yo ho, it's tedious to row. Yo ho, yo ho, my bones about to break. Yo, <coughs> yo, <coughs> I have caught the cough. <coughs> Tis damp and dank within this horrid confine. Yes, the virus do pop and echo off these walls into one lung from another. What sin against the Holy Father hath our communal hand committed that this our lot must be? Be these legions upon my skin any number of unknown diseases? Yea, say goodbye to the clearness of your skin as you did once the night sky, for neither shall be seen much longer. I do blame those legions upon a woman and not the scorn of the sea. Upon a woman? Yo-ho, yo-ho, the part being the hoe, yea. Nay, 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 nay. <laughs> you shall not be singing your way out of this one, for we all know about Tiffany. Thou sayest not a word ill of Tiffany, for she gave me the last entertainment that this man most likely will ever know. Every word uttered within this danky hole is an ill one. Wait, wait there upon the floor. A maggot! A maggot! I claim it, I claim it! The maggot for away, me! Away, the maggot is mine! Away! <laughs> Yo-ho, yo-ho, we all had ought to share. Yo-ho, yo-ho, that would only be so fair. Yo-ho, yo-ho, he's a sinner cruel. Yo-ho, yo-ho, please give me something more than gruel. On the starboard side. Be this side left or right, I know not, for I be not of the sailor terminology, just not just quite right. I know only that I be starboard handed. Then be that translated in one way or another to something that I would understand, a binary choice of left or right, or could a hand be presented that I could say east or west? Why, indeed, if I were to write something upon a piece of parchment, I would certainly be using my starboard hand. What? <laughs> help me not, good sir. Perhaps we could speak of thine eyes, one or another point, with one peg or one leg, and show me which be starboard and which be whatever be the other side. 
if I be a sporting gentleman, I, if I were to take a bat and, and play a game of batted ball, I would be standing on the aft side of the plate. No, nay, nay, nay. Aft is also unknown. It be apt, perhaps, but I groan. Give me something that I know. What sailor art thou that know not which side of a ship thou beest on? A sailor that grew not up in the Boy Scout tradition. I know not sides of ship or even how to knot up anything in any type of rendition. Thou canst not knot. Then how hast the sails been billowing? They billow on sides unknown. Have you not wondered why our ship spins in circles round and round? I didst blame the rowers at first, but now I know not to blame them, but to blame you or not. To blame the rowers be a simple matter indeed, but yes, I must admit that the planner that was me puts the sails in weird places to be. On the port side of the ship. Cast thine eyes upon the fair horizon and see the gentle wind give hopeful billow to our sails. Our escape is secure. Indeed, for the men upon the other side have no idea that we are truly steering them to the different side. Aye, and when this ship doth make its final landing place upon the island of Melba, thou shalt thy reign consume. <laughs> indeed, indeed, good steward, on the island of Melba, to that we shall toast with rum. My lady, thou art queen not only of all Melba, but of my heart as well. <gasps> I had no idea that this venture was more of a proposal. Come, my lady, seest thou not the glint within my eyes whene'er we speak? Indeed, now that I am closer to thee, which had not crossed my mind until thou didst promise me of such riches. And yet, am I to trust a woman who her very father's life did take beneath the dark of night? And yet I am still drawn into thine eyes, and it has me in a state of betwixt and between. Tell me, lady, what doth thou worship more, the crown or the heart? Mm, I believe I could have both upon a new shore. And yet? With that crown come such heavy burdens that the heart doth bend beneath their obligations. Hmm. I have never experienced a love that would give me such new horizons. And it has always been such a weight upon my mind to wear a crown. My lady, all the world doth think us dead. What if perchance we steer towards Melba not, and yet away from all the eyes of history do take our new path? 
That sounds like not only a stroke of genius, but a cry for love. And I agree, yes, we are dead. We are dead to our past and living to our future. Then let us be dead to all above and only alive to inner love. Underneath the ship, where two barnacles look upward. Hoverthor does move somewhat slower today, does it not? I do not feel the usual current beneath my barnacly edge. If we were to somehow do our dancey dance in which I move around you and you around me and see which one is scraped first. But yeah, we have not been scraped in many moons. Hey, we have grown too good of our own game for us to find the same enjoyment upon it. Be we the only two. I'll be we the only two. Yay, we do scare away all other barnacles that wish to Stow away upon this ship. Oh, I do feel sad, for we welcome them with great song and dance. It is not my fault they cannot for a cabaret. Yea, for I suppose the vaudevillian antics are not for everyone, but I did believe it was for more than the two of us. Well, I mean, not to discourage of our friendship, for you are both my friend on stage and on ship. Yea, our relationship be more than just a professional one. It be one of more than convenience. It be one of genuine barnacle bond. Yeah, I would have dropped off or been scraped of myself many, many voyages ago, should that not have been so. Yea, I come from a long line of barnacles that did reside upon a lobster trap, always seeing the surface and going back below. But with you, the mundacity of the waves is... A pleasant one. Yay. And for I was just between two stones in a rock pool, waiting to be decidedly skipped or picked or pottled by a seagull. And yet, here I find myself longer than anywhere else. My tenure, if I will. Yay, if we were to find a dock or a pier, I would not abandon ye there, no matter how many other barnacles may entice us. And perhaps should we find such a place? Maybe they would care greatly for our ballads and our hands of jazz. You feel that a pier could be a stage? Yay. Tis not all the world a stage, and so a pier be something of a an uberdrome, mayhaps. Oh, where ships and barnacles could come from all around just to see the antics that we have worked so very hard upon. I beseech thee, which be my best side, port or star- starboard? Oh, I, I fear that, that I do not know the difference, for I have just been by your side and forgotten my knowledge of any others. Oh, praise be for I never knew. Oh, bluff called, friend, bluff called. In the waters, two sharks do circle. Thou hast 
thy teeth out, and yet I would be a fish of peace. Ay, and yet doth not thy glands produce saliva as the sweet aroma of the mortal blood does waft within thy nostrils. Ay, ay, ay. There be what I am deep and dark down below, but there also be what I wish to be. And what be this noble wish? I wish to be a friend to all things of the sea and not to be such, well, frightfully thought upon by creatures large and small. Ha! Thou art a fool. An ox may wish to be a sphinx, and yet come morning time, twill pull the plow. <sighs> Say you that my fate be set in the stars above? Can there not be the tides that go left and right, starboard and whatever other boards there be? Look not for thy sense of self within the stars, rather look within thy circulating blood, for that is where your iron lives that makes you thrive. I must admit that that man above walking the plank is quite the tasty treat to be, and I think of his blood that it would be best in me. Look you at his flabby forearms. <sighs> oh, those flabby forearms are nothing compared to the flab on his behind. One simple bite there and all my thoughts of self doth grind. Aye. Be you light or be you dark, you shall always be a shark. yo-ho scene good listening good game um like so much of that was super impressive and joyful and new and spontaneous to me it's not my instinct to play objects i usually don't think like that so to be put into that situation and to see other people find it naturally was really exciting ken had the great line of rotondo lays below a heavy bale and just that was such a beautiful poetic moment i was like i love that name i love that imagery the the maiden head fed the termite, which fed the seagull, which fed the, you know, flea. Like, and I think I think it was Ken who sort of alluded to that. But that food, the whole food chain of it was like, I love that. 
Um, I enjoyed uh, the banter scene with Thompson and Bela. It was nice to see something from the workshop before come into the show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I love the um, the the barnacle scene, like like the idea of like these barnacles like doing vaudeville and stuff. That was such a really fun. Uh, like like merging and mixing of two really cool ideas. Yeah, it was really nice. I love that. The, the only thing I wish I did in our scene, Camila, was mention that we're escaping, but for some reason we keep going in circles mm. because mm. Bela had said that everyone's rowing only on one side of the boat in the scene before. It's kind of funny because at the very beginning, Rapunzel was anchored, had anchored the ship, so it does kind of make sense. It makes it really kind of heartbreaking to think of that, of like all of these grand goals of the barnacles, of the seagull returning home, of the lovers, uh, just everyone just doomed to be in the sea with dead horses in your hair.